0: Hey, money bosses, welcome back. My name is Anna Sergunina and I'm your host. I'm excited for this next interview. I've got a person who has a special place in my world and I'm bringing him on today to talk to us about how investing in commercial real estate is something that every family should consider. So I've got Yuri Sergunin, welcome to our summit. Mm-hmm. Awesome to have you here.
1: Hi, Anna, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Totally excited! So, Yuri, um, with your diverse background—not background, only being a CPA by training, but also spending last decade in working with in real estate—it would be really awesome to hear how you got started. And really, for our listeners, I think the very first question is to understand that investing in commercial real estate is not just for the you know for for the big boys out there, and any family who really has the interest in real estate should consider this particular asset. So let's get started. Tell us everybody how um, you got into this profession.
1: Yeah, uh, well, as you mentioned, um, I'm a CPA by training. So um, before uh, I started in commercial real estate, I was a CPA for four years. I was with uh, one of the big four public accounting firms uh, doing uh, public audits of, uh, of big companies. And so uh, my, my background was always with, with numbers, with, uh, I feel comfortable with numbers, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it was nat- a natural progression from, uh, from public accounting into real estate. Uh, and uh, so I started in commercial real estate 10 years ago, and um, I'm a broker with Marcus and Millichap. Uh, we all we do is we sell commercial properties uh, all around the nation. so um, again, it was quite a transition for me because as you can imagine, being a CPA and uh, being a broker is uh, I think it's on the opposite sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah, I think it's a natural uh, natural transition because again in commercial real estate it's uh, it's all about numbers, it's all about calculations, it's all about, knowing the bottom line um, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of quick story, but uh, yeah, my, my background is in finance and public accounting.
0: Yeah, so, and then, you know, like this is where I think a lot of people need to start to understand, because a lot of times you sort of become accidental real estate owners, right? Folks to start out with buying their own home, and then all of a sudden they either move and they decide to keep it and then they become landlords, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, now, now we're real estate investors. Now, I, I don't think that's necessarily true for commercial real estate. So like, let's talk about the, the typical path of how someone starts um, to invest in commercial real estate. And also maybe before that, define for us, what, do you, what is commercial real estate and how it's different from residential?
1: Sure, sure. So um, I think the easiest way to define commercial real estate uh, would be, uh, it's, it's obviously it's real estate. So it's a subclass of real estate. Uh, but let's just uh, put it like that. So anything that produces income, right? Any type of real estate that produces income for owners. So, you know, it can be even a duplex right? In this particular definition, it can be a triplex, fourplex. It can be a retail shopping center. It can be a huge office skyscraper. Uh, but very, very simply, it's something that produces income uh, either via leasing the property out or potentially developing the property, improving the property. So uh, this is just, uh, again, very simple and basic definition. Um, it, but I think a more technical definition, like I think it's anything up to four units so if we talk about multifamily anything up to four units is still considered residential and then a four plus so five units would be a commercial property and then obviously um things like again retail shopping centers um street malls office buildings warehouses That, that's commercial real estate as well. Mm. So uh, I think uh, for, for, for your audience, uh, a lot of people are familiar with, again, multifamily apartment buildings. So that's, that's the easiest asset class to understand, I think, personally. And I think a lot of people are uh, becoming very successful and wealthy in wealthier apartments.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I think a lot of people will say, and here in California, where we live, it's quite popular, right? Duplexes, triplexes, and then you get into the four units. Um, And so it's like, okay, I can understand that. I'll I'll buy the two. I can live in one, rent the other, or I'll buy the three. And so maybe I can live for free and the two other gets rented out. Um, So is that what you're seeing in terms of like, when someone starts to really consider real estate, is that the the most natural progression is you live in one, you rent the other, and then you kind of grow from there?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it's very interesting because uh, I see all sorts of people come from all different backgrounds uh, into commercial real estate. Um, it's just, I think, because real estate in general is such an awesome and it's such a great uh, vehicle for wealth creation. And, you know, people people come from residential world, people come from commercial world. You can see, um, as you said, people buying so- single family house and then they're buying a duplex and then they, they rent out one unit. So that's a very the typical path or people just jump into uh, partnerships. So say, for example, if you and I, we have some cash to invest and we see an opportunity to buy something, say, for example, again, like retail building or office building, we can do that. If we have a group of five or six people, probably it will be easier to buy something larger than than a duplex, right? So, again, it's all about what people are comfortable with. It's all about uh, location. It's all about uh, the numbers, how numbers work. Because, again, maybe, say, in California, buying a duplex that appreciates in value over five years, you know, maybe that's a great opportunity, an investment. But somewhere else, maybe it's not right? So it's all about location. Uh, it's all about the knowledge of that location, knowledge of numbers, knowledge of rents. Um, but yeah, typically, you're right. Typically, I think people start, uh, they're buying single family house, and then they go duplex, triplex, and then they, it, it's just easy to scale. Any, anything that has to do with residential uh, apartment buildings is just easier to scale.
0: Mm-hmm. I think also a lot of clients that um, I've got to work over the last 15 years with in terms of like, you know, when someone says, okay, I'm ready to consider real estate as, as an asset class. There's an addition uh, to my portfolio of stocks and bonds. Um, what do I, you know, what do I need to look at? And, and how do I understand the time commitment? Because everybody understands investing in real estate is, is like, it's, it's not just numbers on paper. You've got to get involved and, you know, you've got to go out, search the properties. You've got to go look for tenants. And then possibly a lot of people, especially starting out, have to manage it themselves. Let's talk a little bit about sort of that, that progression, right? Like how much time do you devote to something like that?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. And again, it's so, it's all very, based on your goals and based on what are you looking for in terms of uh, what kind of investor are you, right? So a lot of people uh, have daytime jobs and they're looking for a passive investment. So they have X amount of money, they want to invest, they want to multiply their income, and they want that income to appreciate. So if, if those people don't want to um, manage their properties, if those people don't want to be hands-on managers, then uh, something passive, completely passive probably is the best way to go. So just an, exa- an example, think of um, say McDonald's, right? McDonald's building, a single tenant building where mcdonald's is a tenant right so uh in that example it's called a triple net building single tenant triple net meaning that's tenant takes care of all the responsibilities they manage the property they pay all the expenses so that's a perfect example for someone who doesn't want to manage who doesn't want to take care of all the expenses doesn't want to do anything with the property just collect income Mm -hmm. right so that's that's one uh, example of completely passive free management um, um, investment opportunity opportunities. Right. So then the completely opposite side of the spectrum. So say, for example, apartment building, say, think of a fourplex or triplex. Right. So that's where you have to come in. You have to roll up your sleeves. You have to actually manage the property, you know, tenants will be calling you or they'll be calling the property manager and you'll have to answer your phone yourself or you have to hire someone to do that. And it's very management intensive. It's very capital intensive, meaning that you have to spend money on the improvements. You know, something, if something goes bad, you have to replace it. So again, that's very management intensive, right? Mm -hmm. So if people are comfortable with that, then um, again, that's probably a better model for them. Um, Again, it's all about numbers and sense. Triplex might be not cash flowing as good as say that McDonald's building, but appreciation potential is much higher than, um, than that single tenant triple net building. Again, it's all about goals. It's all about uh, what people are looking for, right? And when I talk to my clients, the first thing I ask them is, okay, so what is your long term and what is your short term plan? Like, what are you looking to achieve with with your uh, real estate investments?
0: Mm -hmm. And so when you're defining these goals with your clients, because that's one thing, actually, for sure, I work with all of my clients at the very first, you know, juncture, once they want their financial plan laid out, like, what are you trying to accomplish, right? Because it's like, we've got short term goals. And I know this. Um, this feature of real estate, and I, especially probably, you can confirm that's true for commercial. Like, it takes a long time for something to really produce good results. So, like, if somebody's looking for a quick, you know, buck to make money or quick opportunity, that's probably not where we're going.
1: No, I mean quick buck. Uh, I don't think any type of investment, you know, is uh, is good for making quick bucks. I mean, you you, you would probably agree with me. Uh, it takes time. It takes patience. Um, it, and again, it's all you're right. It's all about goals. It's all about what defining what people are looking for. Real estate, in particular, is um, is is an extremely long term play. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Because it takes time. To, to stabilize the property, right? In, in the first place. So if you're buying say a duplex or triplex, if it's half vacant, like you have to stabilize it, right? You have to improve it, you have to put money into it, you have to find tenants, that takes time. And then uh, the property appreciates, well, hopefully appreciates um, over the next five, 10, 15 years, right, and that's how you make money. You pay down the debt, you create equity. So it does take time. So for someone who's looking for, so think of, say, for example, people who flip homes or people who flip um, even apartment buildings or commercial properties, right? So for them, their goal is a short-term play, right? So they're coming in, they're putting money into the property, and then they're reselling it or flipping, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's one goal. Another goal is that if you are uh, looking to actually invest, not just trade, but invest, you're putting money uh, into something that's going to be hopefully creating cash flows for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So that's a completely different strategy. Mm-hmm. And so you see, it's uh, it's really all about what you're looking for, what are you comfortable with, and what what do you want to do with your money.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's actually really quite interesting because real estate could offer all of these different options, right, uh, as well. you can You can have a long-term strategy that takes longer, even like the the development deals, right, that we hear about like there's properties sitting, you know, un, you know, untouched for three years, and all of a sudden you boom, there's like a huge apartment building that came up or a shopping plaza or something like that. But if you think about what happens in the background, right, with those people who are managing the projects, the developers, it takes a long time. So like that that also leads me to think about a question more like, okay, so how, how much like how do we get the capital together, right? Like maybe we can talk a little bit about numbers but i know that leverage is particularly important in in this space
1: yeah and, and that's why i personally love real estate and uh personally in my humble opinion i think real estate is probably the best vehicle for wealth creation and uh it's exactly because of what you just mentioned it's it's a hybrid uh vehicle meaning that you have equity component and you have debt component right so it it uh, it resembles stocks and bonds at the same time, right? So, so say, let's very simply, so think of, a for example, four-unit apartment building, right? So uh, let's make it very easy. So if it's $1 million and you need to put um, down payment, so let's say, for example, $250,000 down, then you can go to the bank and say, hey, I'm looking for a loan, and you can mortgage the property and you can get actually $750,000 from the bank. Right. I think uh, no other investment can, can allow that. So you can, you can actually become an owner for 25% of the price of the property, right? And that's what's really cool about real estate is that uh, that's, that's how you scale and that's how you grow. Because again, let's face it, if you look at the, at the stock market, if you look at the, at the housing market over time, and this is the keyword, over time, it appreciates, it goes up right? And again, if your plan is a long-term plan, if you're looking for wealth creation, if you're looking for something that will be there for a long, long time, you have to allow time. You have to be patient and you have to, you you just have to know that it's going to be there for the next 15, 20 years as as an asset, right? So, and again, uh, so that's why I I love real estate uh, because you can get financing uh, and there are a lot of benefits associated with that. Like, as you know, you can, you can deduct a lot of expenses against mm-hmm. the property. Um, and um, so, yeah, so I think if you're looking to, to start, if, you're, if, you're, if you have this idea, if you think this is for you, um, then um, it depends where you live, obviously. It depends on the area, but you can find some, some good deals anywhere you live and obviously banks would be happy to to loan you money as long as it's a decent deal as long as there's some equity and there's some cash flow in the deal
0: mhm yeah and i think that you would agree as well uh interest rates are just phenomenal <laughs> it's almost like you have free money <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no, it's uh, again it's uh, it's really crazy i mean if you if you look at interest rates now uh and if you compare them to say 10 years ago it's 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 really free money. I know it's uh, it's a cliche right now, and a lot of people say that, but it's really, it's really free money because um, I, you know, for say three and a half percent interest rate for a commercial property, that cash flows at five or six percent return, how how you know how, how can it be not free money?
0: Mm-hmm. Now, explain to explain to everyone real quick. I, I know this term is used a lot, and when you look in at commercial properties, but cap rate. I think it, it 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 a lot of people make may want to understand what it means. So cap rate on the building or a property. What does that mean?
1: Yeah. So this is one of the one of the things that's being thrown out a lot. Um, you know, it's like one of the lingo terms, and everyone's like, "What's a cap rate? Cap rate?" So um, I mean, quite honestly. I'll, I'll tell you a quick secret. I mean, no one really looks at cap rate. I mean, mm-hmm. I know people look at cap rate and this is a metric, but uh, it's just something that, like it's a, think of, for example, price per square foot on your house.
0: Uh-huh. Like,
1: yeah, you, you know, it's a metric, but you know, do you really buy a house based on price per square foot? Probably not. So mm-hmm. think of the cap rate. So think of, for example, if you have million dollars and you put it in a bank, Right, mm-hmm. uh, so that bank will pay you right now one percent, mm-hmm. right on your money. So annually you get one percent return on your money. So in an essence, that's that's the cap rate, meaning it's it's a return on your money that you invest into something, uh-huh. right? So um, if you translate it to commercial real estate terms, so uh, if you, if the property after all the expenses uh, excluding mortgage, obviously, so just one caveat, it does not include financing, right? So mm-hmm. if you take net income, so all the cash flows after all the expenses, whatever is left, right, if you take that number, if you divide by the value of the property, whatever the property is worth in today's today's value, mm-hmm. so that's the cap rate. It's, it's the yield, essentially, it's whatever you're getting annually um, on your investment. Um, and the reason why I say cap rate is not really it's, uh, it, it's really, um, I don't even know what's the right word. I mean, people use it, but not like people really rely on it is because in today's world, almost 80, 85% of investments are leveraged mm-hmm. people are looking for financing. Again, why? Because it's just so affordable, right? So if you're looking at financing and, and if you're borrowing against the property, then cap rate doesn't really work because again, cap rate is unleveraged metric it only applies when there is no financing when you have financing then it's cash on cash it's Mm -hmm. it's a little bit different but same idea essentially
0: yes well and and this is the this is the interesting part of uh, about commercial real estate and and residential i would think so too is that you've got to understand how you know or you've got to come up with a set of metrics for yourself when it really makes sense right like when you're looking at these numbers so and also by the way in the second session um, that Yuri and I are going to dive deep into actually discussing like how do you how do you get you know the the real numbers on the table what do you look for um, you know these are the kinds of things that you need to be on the lookout because how do you make sure that you're actually getting a good deal but right? like you've got to look at those numbers so um, and this, as you know Yuri's background he definitely has <laughs> an eye for the numbers and so it makes him excited but um, not even so much. I think there's a lot of people that uh, don't necessarily understand all of the, the little intricate dynamics that go <laughs> into buying a property and they just like, okay, I like this area, right? I like this building. I think I should go for it. Um, and they just do it. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then of the day, numbers, obviously you, you have to know the numbers. You have to know the numbers inside and out um, to, to to make a decision, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, there's so many things that go into your quote-unquote gut feel, right, for, for, for the property. Um, is it the right neighborhood? You know, is it, is it close to major amenities? Is it close to major highways? I mean, it's really, it's not just numbers. If you look at, if you're looking at purely numbers, then you can literally buy any property anywhere in, in the United States right so um i mean obviously you have to know the numbers you have to understand how those numbers are derived and what are the drivers for 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 numbers but uh real estate you heard this so many times it's local right it's all about location it's all about the the dynamics in that market so um yeah and that's why i I usually tell my clients look you have to look at hundred properties you have to analyze hundred investments and um, once once you look at them, once you know what you're looking at, uh, only then you'll be able to make a, a calculated decision.
0: so yeah. is that so my, one of my last questions for you, Yuri is it's so what are the biggest mistakes you see people make? is that is it not looking at the numbers properly?:
1: The biggest mistake people make I'll, I'll give you two biggest mistakes. Uh, the first mistake is that people are looking for a quick buck. people are looking for a quick return. Uh, they underestimate how much time and how much work is required uh, when, when they invest in real estate, right? So people think, well, so in our example, Bay Area, California, right? People like, well, I know it's a hot market. I know that we have Googles and Facebooks of the world and properties probably going to appreciate over time. Let me just buy something and let me uh, sell it later, you know, one year, two years later. Well, guess what? Things don't work that way. And people in many cases, they find that their properties actually decrease in value mm-hmm. short term, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they, if my, my number one advice would be if this is what you're planning to do, if, if you're planning to invest in any type of commercial real estate, just um, prepare to invest long term, prepare to, to uh, work and prepare to be patient, right? And uh, so, this is just the, the first advice. Just uh, be cognizant of the fact that it takes long time. My mm-hmm. second advice is, and it's going it to sound a little bit weird, um, don't look at how much money you have. Don't make your budget a, um, a driving factor in purchasing real estate. And let me explain what I'm trying to say. So in many cases, if there is a good deal, right, if you're looking at properties, if you're looking at commercial real estate, you see a deal. And by a deal, I mean something that actually works, something that makes sense and something that you know will appreciate over time, right? If you see a deal and you're like, oh my God, you know, it's actually like three times, four times more than what I wanted to invest. So guess what? Um, if you're just relying on how much money you have on your budget, you're going to pass on that investment. Well, my, my advice to you is if you find a deal, find people take on partners, find people that would invest with you. Then obviously convincing those people to go with you is a different story because now you have to really show that you know what you're talking about, right? But uh, a lot of people, they say, well, look, I only have X amount of money and this is what I want to invest and they rely on that budget and they only look for deals that fit their criteria. And in many, many cases, they make wrong choices because they only think how much money do they have, not how good of a, good of a deal it is. I hope it makes sense. I hope you understand. It does,
0: it does. It's a, it's a little bit backwards as you said, but it's, it, it, and I know I've heard this, you say this a lot of times too in our conversations is that it takes just as much time to work on the big deal, right? Or larger property that where you may pull your, you know, investors in. And those investors starting out, right? could be family and friends. It doesn't have to be anything Formal. So it it takes just as, as much time to work on a big deal versus a small deal, and, and the payoff potentially could be larger.
1: That's right. It's all again. It's all about numbers, right? It's all about that as we talked about the bottom line. It's all about that return, right? And if you find something that makes sense, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm I I only have half of the money that needed to put into the property. Look, there are resources in this day and age. Uh, you can find people to go with you on investment it's really I don't want to say easy it's it's there are lots of resources you can you can definitely do it if you put your mind to it um, and um, people who are just saying well my budget is X amount of mo- X amount of dollars uh, what happens usually they buy something that fits that criteria not necessarily the best deal in town mm-hmm. but usually that fits their criteria and um, in my humble opinion again I think it's not the that's the
0: right way to go. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're starting out. And you probably want to have partners, right, with you on a deal, even though if it's just the first one or the second or the tenth deal, just because the force of, you know, many people putting their heads together and money um, gives you opportunity for, for bigger yeah. deals. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Well, Yuri, so for the time being, um, what else we, do we want to add to those who are in spa, aspiring investors in commercial real estate? Where, what do you want to
1: Look, look for deals, uh, review as many deals as possible, know exactly what you're looking for. Just pick something that you understand if you're, if you're thinking about investing in apartments, just pick apartments and dive in and really just explore and know the properties inside and out. Look, look for properties, look for deals every single day. There are a lot of resources on the web uh, if it's office buildings, if it's warehouses, if it's just raw land, just know what you are the best thing in. And the easiest way to know is look in your backyard, look at your area where you live, and just try to learn, try to educate yourself on, on the area, on the dynamics, on the biggest employers and so forth. So yeah. knowing is definitely the key.
0: It is, for sure. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Tell everyone how they can stay in touch with you.
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, so, uh, again, a uh, company I'm with is called Marcus and Millichap. Uh, you can Google my name uh, or just tap in marcusmillichap.com, uh, agents, yuri-surgonin. Uh, very, very simply, you'll find my, my profile or LinkedIn, yuri Serganin.
0: Awesome. Great. And we also going to include the links in the show notes below so folks can connect with you. Again, okay. thank you so much for your time. And everyone, if you haven't upgraded to All Access Pass yet, this is your friendly reminder because Yuri and I are going to go and spend some more time really um, outlining the steps for anyone who wants to take this uh, opportunity a little more seriously. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody.